welcome to AIJ Cast, a podcast featuring conversations and performances at the intersection of art, inspiration, and justice. I'm your host, Marthame Sanders. On this episode, part two of our conversation with Noor Abedi. Noor is an advocate, educator, and artist, and we got a chance to sit down with her in the AIJ Cast studios. What is the connection with faith for you in this work of advocacy and justice, equity, and inclusion? Well, <laughs> I mean, for you also as a person of faith, really what informs all of this? I mean, if I think about myself, what did inform my compass for what's right and what's right. wrong? It doesn't have to be faith for everybody, but for me, sure. it was definitely faith. Sure, yeah. Faith and the tradition and all these stories that you grow up, uh, you know, learning and hearing, and they, they really shape who you are, your character and, and your moral compass. Yeah. I don't think it's anything else other than the faith, Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Well, and I think also part of that is this recognition of self-worth. Like you said, one decision when you are treated the way you are treated because of how you look and the way you are perceived is to accept that and say they must be right. Yeah. Or to dig down and say, I know better than that. Yeah. I know I'm worth more than what I am hearing in the world. That's right. That, to me, is very connected to faith, yeah. this basic sense of like human dignity, right. which includes me. I, I am worthy of dignity. You are worthy of dignity. Right. And also, I, you think about it collectively as well. Yeah. I think you and I talked about this before and how, I mean, especially people who come from the Middle East, not right. from Jordan, we're very collective and tribal society. Yeah. Our mentalities are like that, even yeah. though I, like, I grew up in Amman, which is a capital city, yeah. a very modern city, but I think our mentalities are still very collective and tribal. Yeah. So I also think about my people. Mm-hmm. And they don't deserve that. The woman that I know, the wonderful woman, they don't yeah. deserve all that stereotyping and right. that unfair treatment. Right. And again, I think about my kids too. Yeah. So that's a protective mom in me and I just want to. You have two delightful boys. <laughs> yeah. Very gentle, loving, kind boys. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. The way every one of the AJ Cast podcast ends is that I encourage people to go out and make beauty of their own because the world isn't truly beautiful until it's beautiful for all. Right. And to me, beauty, it's not just an aesthetic principle. Mm. It's also a theological, it's a faith principle. Mm. And I'm wondering if that is true in Islam as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, one of my most favorite hadiths, which is a narration by the Prophet, where he says, Allahu jamilun yuhibbul jamal, which means God is beautiful and he loves beauty. Mm. Again, this is a very essential part of our faith to beautify things and ornament things and perfect your craft and make things beautiful. So... Is there a connection between Mm. art, and I'm thinking about that broadly, whether it's playing piano or Mm. the writing or the woodworking, Mm. that's such a key part of what you do now, that's connected to faith for you? Of course. I mean, that connection, as a person of faith, Mm -hmm. my faith influences so many things in my life, sometimes directly and sometimes indirectly. The notion of, uh, or the teaching of seeing beauty in everything that's around you, whether it's natural or whether it's man-made, and also the the concept of beautifying things that you work mm. with. That's always seen as a, as a form of art. And also, if you look at Islamic art in general, mm-hmm. it usually stays away from 
you know, depicting natural things. So sure. the human form, yeah. the animal yeah. form, yeah. all of that. Because they try to see beauty beyond that, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. So uh, that's why you're going to see lots of patterns, lots Geometric of geometry, patterns, lots yeah. of florals, lots of uh, calligraphy. Yeah. And I think it all stems from the concept of, you know, beauty, seeing beauty and doing things, even if they're, by the way, the things that we use on a daily basis, mm-hmm. make them look beautiful. So you visited the Arab world and you yeah, saw sure. how... Arabs take a lot of or pay a lot of attention to the things that they use daily. So yeah. the mugs, the cups, the coasters, the trays. Yeah. I think they use art yeah. in order to beautify these things that they use daily. Yeah. So that's shaped sort of my uh, my view about art. And mm. that's a, the connection that I have between, I think that my faith influenced the way that I see art. Sure, yeah. Our ability as humans to mm-hmm. receive beauty and enjoy it is seen as something that's intrinsic. So mm. something something you're born with, right? Mm. So anything that your eye as a human being sees and enjoys, I think we're taught from being young to understand that God is the source of that. Wow. God is the source of everything that's beautiful. Wow. So um, tell me about how yeah. you see the connection between art and faith. So one of the places that I see it is in the whole notion of creation. Mm. God as creator and in the Christian language of humanity in the image of God, Mm. which is not an Islamic notion. It's a very Christian and Jewish notion, right? So, but this idea that there is within humanity, this divinity or this divine spark is a word we would call this touch of God. And part of what that means is being ourselves creative and creators, Mm. not to confuse creator with creation, but to recognize that there is something wholly at work in that work of creativity. That reminds me, you know, when Omar was, I think he was five years old. And you know how kids become very, Omar specifically, that's my older son, and how he was very uh, philosophically active, like asking all these big cosmological questions, where and how, where is God? How is God? How Mm. do we die? Why do we die? Mm. What happens after? And then you try and provide as much simple answers to these big questions as you can. Which, by the way, most of the time we can't because we don't really understand. Of course, yeah. But anyway, and then I remember once we were we were probably hiking, and a very simple question as he was walking, he said, do you think we're God's art? <sighs> I'm like, that's it. That's it? That's it. <laughs> right? And how cool is it that art can make art? Oh, neat. Right? So beautiful and he loves beauty. Yeah. Hmm. To me, one of the things that I appreciate about art, and I say this about art, whether it's quote unquote sacred or secular, Hmm. when I listen to music, for example, I talk about music as my love language, there is a feeling and an emotion and a world that I tap into that is beyond description. And that to me is sacred. That's holy Mm. because it is expressing something that I can only feel or imagine. Hmm. I mean, I can think of particularly religious songs that transport me into that place, but also secular songs that will transport me into that place where Hmm. I just, I feel like I am transported into another reality. Right. I think part of sometimes the questions that are asked to you by somebody who's been doing arts for a while help you really understand. I think at this point of my life and, and artistic expression, I learn more about myself when I look at the things that I do. So it's not the opposite yet. So it's not me thinking, having like this concept or notion or feeling, and now I want to express it artistically. Sure, right. It feels like it's quite the opposite. I look at something after I do it, I'm like, what was I feeling then? Yeah. What made me do it this way? Or, I like um, that. But I totally agree with you when it comes to 
the music and how much it touches into that. It definitely touches places in you yeah. that are, are so difficult to express with words. Yeah. Just so difficult. Help me understand. Maybe you've navigated that yourself. Do you think it's the fact that we're saying words in rhythm? Or do you think it's the music itself? Or is it a combination of both? Or yeah. what is it? I think it's got to be both. Um, and and one of, I've talked to folk who are poets. Right. And there's something about that that is distinct from music. There's something about music that is distinct when it's instrumental versus when it has lyrics attached to it. Hmm. There's something about the melody that translates something. And each of these touches in a different way. My most creative self is taking a guitar, Mm -hmm. putting my fingers in a position and discovering a sound that I haven't heard before. Mm. And it almost always has a slight dissonance to it, that there's a note that's not supposed to be in there. Mm. And that to me is transporting. That to me is where I say, oh, I don't know. And there's an uneasiness about it that I love, that I just absolutely love. But it, all of this kind of sparked to me when you talked about the invisibility of God, Right. that that was kind of where I went into this place of thinking about the imaginative side, hmm. the creative side, the intangible side. Because I also love what you said about finding art as a mode of self-expression. Right. And then you describe how you make something and you look at it and it's not, I'm going to make something that represents X, Y, or Z, or right. this thing theological concept or something like that. I'm going to make something because this is the urge I feel to make it. And then I look at it later and I go, oh, I see. That's what that, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I don't think there's one is right and one is wrong. It's kind of a chicken and egg kind of scenario, right? That's right. And also probably an evolution of your journey as a person who expresses themselves or an artist or, yeah. Noor Abedi on AIJCast. We'll be back with more of our conversation in just a moment. But first, a quick word. As always, I encourage you to visit the AIJCast website, AIJCast.com, which is where you will find links to our artists, their news, information, and products. That includes links to Noor Abadi's beautiful woodworking designs. You can find that and so much more. Just head on over to AIJCast.com. And now, back to more of our conversation with Noor Abadi. This is something that comes up again and again, and, and I say this by way of encouragement to you, that I think... What I have noticed is the more personal something is in terms of expression, Hmm. that's where it's more likely to connect deeply with someone else. Right. So as a Jordanian immigrant to the United States, brown woman wearing a hijab, on the surface, there is very little that connects you and me. (laughs) That's right. And yet, I think there's something in that personal reality Hmm. your depth speaks to my depth in a way that simply landing in common ground doesn't trying to find the lowest common denominator that's right i think talking to people like you you help me unpack you help me understand myself and why i do things and you know even that you mentioned the woodwork that i do and how there's patterns in it and there is an islamic art influence in it i don't think i mean it didn't start that way for me it was people pointing that out, pointing out that connection and helping me understand my reason and my own inner work, like in my yeah. brain. I'm thinking about how you were able to make all these connections like yourself, art and yeah. justice and, and, faith, yeah. and faith. Why? It's the three things that motivate me. It really is. I mean, faith, again, like that's, if that's not the rootedness, then... 
And it's not that we don't question. It's not that we don't wander. It's not that we don't wonder. It's not that we're not confused. Right. But there is this kind of ground you walk on of like, okay, there's That's something right. bigger than me, right? That's right. Art, and particularly, like I said, music has always been the mechanism by which I feel transported. And I've also had this strong sense of like right and wrong. I've always had that. And yeah. it's and it's yeah. connected to faith. And it's also connected to family of just like, I think of very clear examples of being a kid and just realizing like, I don't care that everybody behaves that way. That's wrong. Don't do that. Don't there treat them that way. Right. So those three things have just always been the central motivating factors of my life. Right. So right. how does beauty connect with justice? Or does justice it? Justice is beautiful. Of course it is. Nice. I mean, think of it. So there is a feeling of victory if you're one of these sides, but it's not just victory. There's beauty and there is, uh, it's almost like a spiritual, something that you just described earlier when you played music yeah. about finding that. What did you describe it? What was the word that you used? It was just this intangible, right? They're so closely intertwined. Yeah. Those times were definitely so, so like elevating yeah. and they're spiritual in their own way too. Yeah. Right. And that's beautiful. Yeah. But then justice, again, I'm going to go back to that point. When you see justice manifesting, it's a very glorious kind of beauty that you mm. feel with all your senses. Mm. I really don't know how else to describe it, mm. but it's definitely beautiful. Yeah. The connection between justice and beauty is always, it's clear in my head somehow. Mm. And the absence of which, like when you feel injustice, when you see it in front of you, I think the it's rather a basic word to describe it, but it's really ugly. There's an ugliness to it. Yeah. It's ugly. Yeah. You know, growing up in the South here in the United States, there's mm. a don't be ugly. That was, and it wasn't about it wasn't about physical attributes. No. It was about politeness, really. Yes, yes. Um, so that's sort of also the universality of the concept of beauty. Mm -hmm. Part of it is, is subjective. Sure. Uh, but yeah. I think the way that we experience it, there's a universal pattern to it. Well, and there's also a weird kind of utility to it that if it's beautiful for all, that that beauty means that there's this egalitarian, this mm. just, mm. this equitable society in which we live. So, right. Yeah. Right. What if you had? advice for our listeners and maybe mm. i don't know if advice is the right word but something that you have learned in the process of more becoming yourself as an artist as who you are mm. what would it be i struggle with giving these life advice i'm usually good at the contextual situational sure. advice however i think something that i learned in a few months i'm going to turn 40 so it took me decades <laughs> to understand that so if i am to give you know one of these more general advice i would say do not do things that you hate and i know this might be a little bit um different that we usually hear you know sometimes well not sometimes many times you hear people giving you the advice of oh do uh, the thing that makes you happy mm -hmm. listen to the inner voice and but it took me a while to understand that this voice inside gets clouded and what makes me happy is not always very clear because, you know, there are certain things that you do in life that give you that long-term happiness, uh, maybe, you know, acts of service that you do and things like that. But then there are other things that you do in your life that you think are going to give you happiness, but they give you very short-lived pleasures and not necessarily happy. So the, the ability to distinguish between two is not very easy, even for the most mature of people. So that's why I try to stay away from advice that say, oh, listen to the inner voice and, you know, be happy or follow your bliss or things like that. I just, something was missing inside, not because it's inherently wrong. It's not. What I learned is that we do things that we do not like all the time. And I'm not talking about the things that you do because they're chores or because that's your responsibility. That's okay. But there's certain things that you do that long-term make you resentful. 
contemptuous and we do them for so many reasons sometimes you do them because you want to appeal sometimes you do them because you want to conform sometimes you do them because you want to grow in your career and that's expectation from you and if you really genuinely not like it it's not going to go away it's going to make you very contemptuous i learned to recognize these things early on and to say no and i feel that that left or made created space inside me to have that, you know, genuine, authentic voice inside me that tells me, you know what, this isn't going to work for you. Do something else. So it doesn't start with following your bliss. It doesn't start with, you know, listening to the voice inside you. It starts by recognizing what's really wrong for you. It's much easier to recognize what's wrong than recognize what's right, by the way. So do that first, I think. And then you'll be able to create a more authentic space, uh, mental space for you to do the things that are just right for you. Noor Abadi, thank you for being on AIJ Cast. Thank you so much for having me, Marthane. It was a pleasure. Noor Abadi on AIJ Cast. You can find her online at Instagram, where her handle is Noor, N O O R, dot wood, dot design. On our next episode, analysis. AIJ Cast is made possible through the support of listeners like you. We can only do this work because of that support. So please do take just a moment and go to our website, AIJCast.com where you can click on the link that says support. And we do love to connect with you on social media. We are there on a number of platforms where our handle is AIJCast. Our theme music comes from our house band, Mard Fame. And we are engineered, mixed, and produced by that nowhere man, Al Mudif, who was reminiscing about the good old days. You know, like finding your way around a new city before the advent of GPS. Maybe you've navigated that yourself. And I'm your host, Marthame Sanders, encouraging you to create some beauty of your own. And remember that the world isn't truly beautiful until it's beautiful for all. Until next time, I leave you with justice and peace.